Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hi, everybody. How's it going? Good. Well, I'm glad and I'm very happy to be here in California from Colorado. So I used to live here in Cali and it's kind of a weird thing to be back, but I'm happy to be back either which way. So yay for California. Woo. Um, so okay. um, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Danny. Um, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about my backing real fast before I go head on into hemp in the economy. Um, I've been in the cannabis industry for 10 years. Um, I started in medical cannabis back in 2008. I was actually uh, the second licensed edible company in Colorado. And from there, um, I sold my company four years later. Um, I went through the ringer, I, I consider it, because medical cannabis um, in rec is no joke. Um, you definitely have to have some strong uh, balls to go in there, I would say, because it's, you know, people definitely are snakes. And that's the reason why I got out of the medical industry and uh, went into hemp the next following year when I sold my business in 2012. I got out of medical marijuana and I sold it to Chiba I don't know if you guys have heard of Chiba before, but I sold my company to them. And um, got out and then went right back in the next year because I felt like my mission was not done. And uh, this plant's power is way, way, way too strong and I was not ready to give up on that just yet. And um, I'd had like thousands of patients that I've worked with. I, I've worked with probably about 4,000 patients in, in my four years of medical cannabis and um, just had some really great patients left over that you know I still wanted to work with and take care of. And it inspired me to continue, I'm a product developer, so to continue to develop products. So it started with food and um, okay, let me back up a little bit. So I sold my company. The next year, uh, my dad and I got granted, um, actually, uh, a really good friend, Ryan, planted the first hemp field in the United States um, in 2013. He's just a badass. And then we followed in his footsteps the year after and um, planted a really great, successful hemp farm um, in Colorado. And from there, we just continued to expand kind of all over the place. It was um, pretty amazing. This plant is really amazing. Um, her, her, her power is kind of, it's unstoppable, and um, I think she was suppressed for so long that she's like now on this mission that she just, she's unstoppable. She's like, fuck the world, and you know, she's going to be planted everywhere, <laughs> you know, which is what it is, and so I'm one of those vessels to do that, and um, we just started planting hemp everywhere. We uh, got super blessed to be invited to go to Jamaica, and we planted a hemp crop in 2015 down there and uh, helped open up a uh, recreation, not recreation, it's medical down there, sorry, but a medical uh, cannabis place called Kaya. And I'm a part of that project down there and just uh, in the hemp side. So I brought all the hemp knowledge and 
genetics and just all that information down there. Um, just continuing to do that kind of anywhere that we go. We go all over the place. I've helped with Hawaii. Um, I've helped with Guyana. We're getting Guyana online. Um, we have Colombia that we're working with. It's just kind of expanded to all over the place. Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, um, China, and all over the place. We kind of have genetics going and planted with either different types of government groups or just farmers. Um, we're in the genetic breeding, so we also help with breeding different types of genetics. So whether it be for industrial green fiber or if it's for CBD, we do the whole spectrum of all of it. Um, so we just kind of have our hands on a little bit of everything. And from that first hemp farm, um, I started a company called Nature's Root. And Nature's Root is a hemp body care company that um, is all hemp-based, <laughs> all local, organic, small batch. Um, the whole point of creating Nature's Root was I got inspired because nobody was buying our hemp the first year that we planted. It was pretty discouraging because um, you would think that people would be into it. <laughs> they weren't. I think it was more so like they were in fear base, and it was definitely not picking up. And so I was like, oh, shit. Uh, we got this big old two and a half acre field of hemp. What do we do with all this hemp? So I started creating products and realized, okay, local, local, localized, local community. Shit, I'm creating jobs. Oh shit, there's a lot more happening. And it just was like, wow, I just got super inspired by how you can localize with this plant in many more ways than just CBD. Because it's much more than just CBD and THC, both. It, it's a whole plant. You know, I like to look at things in a whole manner, this is a whole plant, you know, so anytime you get to use the whole plant of it, it's going to be better for you. You know, when you take little bits and parts and pieces away from it, it's not going to work the best. I mean, it'll still work, but it's not going to work as efficiently as it would altogether. So, anyways, that's uh, where all that came from. And that's a little bit about me. I, I could talk for a very long time, but I know we're on a <laughs> schedule, so we'll go into hemp in the economy and how you can localize with hemp in your economy because you really can create any any company off of this. I mean, any company at all, except for glass. You could do anything. You can build with it. You can eat it. You can make products out of it. You can wear 100% hemp clothes. You know, I mean, it, it's really inspiring to see what this plant can do. And then also the fiber remediation and the carbon that it absorbs too is massive and people should be paying attention to that because that's really how you change the world um, is going and just planting this plant and letting her do her magic because she's pretty divine. Um, so we should pay attention to that. So anyways, next slide. So um, it's a mission, not a competition. A friend of mine, Jesse, um, he's an artist from Jamaica and he has a really, really great you know, anytime I talk to him, he always tells me it's a mission, not a competition. Don't worry about it, Danny. You know, it's a mission. So I've realized that it doesn't matter who has this plant in their hands. It's a mission, and we should all be working together, and we should not be working in competition with each other. This is like help one, help all. You know, you can't just help yourself. This plant doesn't want to just help you. I'm sorry, it's not personal. Uh, she wants to help everybody, you know. Can't take it personal. Um, so that's a little bit about our company. Next slide. So how we can localize with industrial hemp in your economy. 
we've been growing in Colorado, and this is our fifth year, and uh, we've come up with some really good uh, ratios and quotes and stuff on what we use in our field in actual true numbers, because a lot of stuff that you read online is, I don't know where they come up with it, because we tried some of it, it just does not work, so we came up and we've actually done experience, and this is what we've come up with. <laughs> For industrial hemp, it's much different than CBD, so your planting methods are 100% different. You can plant like five to 10 pounds a seed of industrial hemp versus when you grow CBD uh, for more medicinal purposes, you plant like 15 to 1700 seeds an acre. So each pound of like hemp seeds usually weighs between 30,000 to 33,000 seeds in a pound. So you can imagine you're planting five to 10 pounds of industrial, which is dense cropping, versus doing like 1,700 seeds an acre, which are getting these big, beautiful Christmas trees. It's absolutely amazing. That picture is an industrial hemp photo. All the pictures that are on here are from our crops, so um, they're all real life photos. Um, hemp seed, as Ari was saying, is the most amazing thing for you ever. Uh, everybody should be eating it every single day, along with CBD. If you take them both, you'll never get sick. I, I know this, this is very, very true. Proper ratios is everything, um, but you just, um, chicken feed. I have, uh, I'm feeding chickens right now, and they've grown twice as fast as normal chickens. Um, they are feisty, and we're going to be testing their eggs to see what the type of result is. We're not gonna be eating them, we're gonna be testing the eggs to see what they actually produce as far as extra omegas, extra protein. People are interested in the CBD content. It's not gonna transfer, but they're interested. It's not gonna happen. Um, but proteins and omegas for sure. It's very, very cool. Um, industrial hemp is amazing for pig. It's for, ev for every type of animal and human out there. It's like Ari was saying, it processes in our system better than any other protein. That's for humans and animals both, not just humans. This is amazing for animals. One of my biggest clients is a pig farmer. He feeds hemp to his pigs. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And he says that his pigs taste, I don't eat meat, but he says that his pigs taste amazing. So I'm like, oh, pretty cool. Good for you. <laughs> um, also, as Ari was saying, it's kind of a little bit repetitive, but um, when you harvest a field with hemp in your seed production, you can break it up into like 33, 33, 33, to where you're getting 33% oil, parts and shells. Um, just depending on how you process it, you can't get oil and shell, any oil and heart, you're either pressing it or you're getting hearts, but either way you can get protein out of it. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, go ahead and next slide. Majority of the farmers that we work with, I work with a lot of farmers, so what we do is we go out, and we promote our genetics and we say, hey, you guys got a farm, it's not working successful for you, guess what, we got seeds, you plant it, I'll buy it for you, you got nothing to worry about, it's all good. So we've worked with a lot a lot of people over the past five years across the world with this type of method to where they're farming and not having to worry about their crop afterwards because we have an outlet just from, I don't know, working and knowing people in the industry and have built this, you know, I mean, over the past however many years, just building, building, building. Now we have outlets to grow literally millions of pounds. I mean, I'm, I need, I have contracts for 
millions of pounds um, per client. So it's not, uh, I have a lot of clients. So it's like they're taking what they had, which was alfalfa, corn, you know, soy, all these types of crops, which they're actually going broke on um, and getting, you know, government subsidies and whatnot all on. And they're changing their lives. And it's absolutely amazing to see um, these people's lives change. Their health changes, their attitude changes. I mean, it's just, this plant is absolutely amazing. But the differences between hemp, alfalfa, soy, and corn, just the numbers are right there. They're very simple, you know. Um, five to 10 pounds of seed an acre, you yield about 1,000 pounds of seed. From 1,000 pounds of seed, you get 260 pounds of cold-pressed oil or 350 pounds of hemp hearts. You break that all down, boom, you get 1,500 to 15,000 per acre, depending on how you work it. Because depending on who you sell it to, depends on how much money you get. Not everybody's the same. Might as well go get your money. You know what I'm saying? Shit, it's out there. <laughs> What's up? GLA? Um, it is, uh, I, I don't know the whole word, but it's it's some type of, uh, there you go, glamohylomolemic acid. <laughs> For your brain. Yeah, it's a super. Kind of like DHA, GLA. Have you heard of DHA? So it's kind of like along the lines like that. Um, okay, so um, alfalfa, you know, that's about the price that you're getting per acre. This was a, two years ago that I was doing these numbers, so they may be a little bit off. But most of the farmers I was talking to was getting around 372 bucks an acre, around 350 bucks an acre. Soy was around 250, honestly, not 211. And then um, corn was like about two, also 250. An acre, when you compare $250 an acre to even $1,500 an acre, what a massive expansion for doing the exact same work. I mean, literally, you're planting the exact same way, you're harvesting the exact same way. It's, it's like, why would you not do this? And on top of it, you're cleaning your soil and you're helping your soil revitalize itself because it's a phytoremediator. So why not plant happen like a rota rotational crop even? If you don't want to just get rid of like all the things that you're doing, Rotate it. Next one. <clears throat> As we all know, um, well, if you don't know, hemp was taken out by a few uh, people in 1930s, and the cotton industry was one of them. And uh, the reason why I bring this up is because hemp can replace cotton. As you can see, I'm wearing all hemp clothes. This is could look like cotton. It feels amazing. If you want to come touch it, you can. Uh, I feel good. No, I'm just joking. Um, but um, it's absolutely amazing. It's environmentally way, way, way more friendly than, than cotton. Cotton's actually awful for the soil. It's really bad. You need all different types of uh, fertilizers, herbicides, and pesticides. And um, it's just really bad. Not only for the soil, but also for us. You need a lot of water. With hemp, you don't need really, like, minuscule amounts of water compared to these crops that you're using. Our very first year that we had planted hemp, we watered our industrial field three times the whole summer. And it was pretty amazing to us because they were, you know, seven, eight feet tall. And I'm like, wow, this is really amazing. 
Um, so the hemp plant, it's highly resistant to most insects, not all. Don't get confused. It's not going to do, it's not what everybody says it is. It's not prevent everything. That's a lie. Um, you know, you definitely have to take care of your soil properly and have proper preventatives and organic preventatives. It's, it's great, but it's not, um, it's most insects, not all. <laughs> we just make that clear. Um, hemp is also four times warmer than cotton. It's four times more water absorbent and also three times the, tens the tensile strength of the cotton. So it's also durable, it's flame retardant, and it's antimicrobial. And yes, <laughs> um, over in China, they still use all of their um, army outfits is still all in, in hemp. So it's antimicrobial. They use that just due to the fact that, well, you sweat, and when you sweat, you leach out all types of nasty stuff. And it's good to you know, be able to wear something clean on your body and not have to feel like you're absorbing all the toxins that you put on your body. You know? Next slide. Um, hemp versus paper. Um, so one, pa one acre of paper, it can yield up to as much pulp as four acres of tree. Trees. Um, trees take an average of 27 years to grow. Uh, hemp takes five months. I don't know why we're chopping trees and wiping our ass with it. it makes no sense to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This world is a little kooky sometimes. Um, but hemp, it's, it's very strong. It's acid-free. Um, the first, uh, the Declaration of Independence was actually written on hemp paper, uh, which I'm not sure if a lot of people are aware of that, but that was very cool. Um, hemp can be recycled 10 times. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that either. It's absolutely amazing for sustainability. And it's also, whenever you turn it into um, uh, like a biodegradable, it biodegrades within 60 to 90 days when it's fully submerged in either soil or water. So it's pretty dope. Um, deforestation is a big issue. And um, if we could all just plant, you know, it, it's we all just plant between five acres. You only need about 7% of the United States to grow hemp to supply all of the paper that we need. It's really not a lot. I mean, 5% of farmers in America, we could totally supply all of the tissue paper in the world. I don't know why we're not doing it. We're getting there. We're getting there. Next slide, please. So, the market value um, for hemp seed um, and industrial, this is industrial. We'll go into CBD in a second. Um, the market food for industrial is between a dollar and three. This is uh, like wholesale, okay? I'm a wholesaler, so these are the wholesale numbers that I work with. Um, one to three dollars a pound is usually what we sell for for the actual seed on a large scale um, in quantities. For herd, it's 25 cents a, um, per pound, which is around 500 bucks a ton. A very cool fact is every acre that you grow, you get about a thousand square feet of buildable material. So if you just grow an acre, you can grow yourself a thousand square foot house for like less than three thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I'm all over like building houses. We've got a house project in Haiti going this summer. We got one in Colorado right now. We got cool projects going on. Five hundred pounds of hemp parts. <clears throat> can equal, which is about 8,000 one ounce packages. If you took this to like a market or something, you could sell those for $1.99 each, which would basically put you around 15 grand an acre. 
So just so you know, like when you break down your crop, you can break it down into multiple parts. You don't have to just harvest for one thing and one thing only, like for grain. You do much more than just grain. There's still flour, there's still a stalk, and there's still root. You know, you got a lot working with, so you might as well break all that down so that you can utilize all of it. So when you go to uh, the oil, the hemp seed oil, it's about 90 bucks a gallon, 2700 bucks an acre if you were to press all of your oil and sell that. This is numbers that I work with that I would buy this stuff back from. Okay, so if, if you guys are interested in farming, grow it, holler, gotcha. I need it, I need a lot of it. Next slide. Um, the industry is amazing. Um, we've seen it develop everything from creating farmers, harvesting um, different types of uh, machine. I mean, these amazing John Deere's and like great equipment that you see out there, they're just totally innovating some cool stuff for hemp and it's just very awesome. Um, the storage is the whole thing. I mean, this is creating massive amounts of jobs because you need a lot of storage for hemp. You need packaging for hemp, you need seed cleaning, new businesses. You, again, you can start anything you want with hemp, literally, from the socks to the food to the whatever you want to do, literally. Spa, I made a spa, why not? You know, it's cool, you can go relax there. <laughs> Make people not afraid of this plant. That's the goal, you know, is to make people welcome to the plant. What do you do every day? I wash my body. Put hemp on your body. You know what I'm saying? What's it going to do? It's going to make you feel better. Okay. Not a bad situation to be in. Um, so you could do decorticating herd, which is something that's really popping online this year in the United States. I just bought a decorticator. It'll be in, like, in about three months. So I'm super psyched because now... We finally can process all of our hemp and not just have it sitting there, which is huge because that was a big holdup in the industry is not being able to produce or not being able to process the stocks. You've got these big old piles of herd out there, like these big bales that are just like as big as this room. And you're like, oh my God, what do we do with this? Well, now we know what to do with it. So we have medicinal processing and we also have seed and food processing. So it's created a lot of jobs all over, not just in Colorado, this is all over. Every place that I've been, this is what it's creating. Next slide. <clears throat> this is another way that we can change the world, is with plastics and biorefinery. This is another reason why hemp became illegal, is because of these people. Um, they came in and they realized how amazing this plant was. Um, there's a really crazy, uh, I don't know if I'm going to really go too deep into it, but an imbalance in the masculine and feminine going on right now. And um, the masculine came in, took over, blah, blah, blah. And female is that, the, this plant is a female plant, it's a feminine plant. And um, she's here to do like all this amazing work. But what happened was back in the 30s, this masculine power was so strong that it came and took out this plant. And now it's coming back. She's pretty strong, pretty divine. And the way that we can do it is going and turning all plastics into this because you can create um, any type of glucose, sugar, you can create cellulose, hypercellulose, anything plastic and paper you can create out of this plant, like literally anything. I've seen stuff as hard as this. I've seen stuff like a car built out of it. Um, I've seen it run off of it. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can do anything with this plant, and it all just comes down to putting money into the proper processing, honestly. Because you can grow it, it just comes down to the processing. Um, hemp yields about 18% lignin from other biomass, biomass, and further processes to 
to be good um, refined process for 19%, which lower uh, yielding lignin is better, um, just so you guys are aware. Um, hemp herd can also be up to 85% cellulose, which makes it the greatest cellulose producer on earth. That's very cool too. Next slide. We spoke a lot about CBD earlier. We have that amazing doctor up here. She just totally went hardcore with it, and so we don't really need to go too into it. Um, I, I have more experience working with patients. Not I'm not a doctor. I'm just very experience-based, so I know more of uh, feedback from patients, not data. So I have 10 years of feedback, not 10 years of data. So it's a little bit different, but I definitely have a lot of knowledge based on this plant. And we've seen everything from two-year-olds to people that are, you know, 80, 90 years old using this stuff. My youngest patient was two, she's five now. Um, but she's been kept alive because of CBD, literally. She has Rett's disease and uh, she needs THCV and CBD um, to be able to stay alive. And so we have created a great blend. But if it weren't for stuff like that, she would pass it on. So anyways, this is about CBD. We can pass since we've already spoken about it. Next slide. This is a little weird, huh? I don't know what happened there. Um, but CBD farming, like I said, it's different than industrial farming. Um, each acre, you can plant between 1,000 and 1,700 seeds per acre, depending on your spacing, depending on how big you want your plants, just depending on what type of result you want in your own field is really how many seeds you want on your field. Uh, we personally plant 1,700 seeds per acre. That's our running game. It works really, 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 really well for us. We usually yield about two to four pounds of plant. That's us. Most people do about a pound of plant. That's natural. That's like it's its own production. You usually should not get less than a plant, like a pound of plant. You know, it's its own genetic production. That's what it should naturally be doing for you. If you're a good grower, you should probably be getting between two to four pounds of plant of usable material. When you take that and you go process it, people are making between, you know, depending if you sell it in biomass, biomass is all of the green, including the sticks and all of it, versus a concentrate. When you go biomass versus concentrate biomass, you get around 10 to 50 grand an acre. When you go concentrate, you go about 100,000 to 300,000 an acre. And that is real numbers as of this year. Um, and we, again, you got land, let me know. Um, we need millions of pounds. I can't fulfill this order. <laughs> Gets me a little nervous. Um, so it's very, uh, it's very profitable and it's very good. It does take more funds to start a CBD farm versus more funds to start an industrial farm. Water intake is different. Nutrient intake is different. It's much different. The time you spend with the plants is different. You can plant industrial, and that puppy will just grow out for you. I mean, she's just pretty miraculous. You plant CBD, she may or she may not. You know, I mean, it depends on what type of soil she's in. She may need some, like, uh, you know, different types of inoculants, different types of nutrient intake. I mean, sometimes when you have medicine compounds, medicinal compounds in a cannabis plant, it needs more attention than just a straight weed which grows out there for fiber and for grain got to pay attention to that you know when you feed cbd plants more and extra nutrition and more nutrients thc spikes up 
depending on what type of lighting you grow it in, THC spikes up. There's so many things that can tamper this this plant. You gotta be careful with it, you know? She's very sensitive. She's she's like she's a female. She's very emotional. We have to understand this. Yet she's the most powerful. And you need to understand that too, because women are the most powerful. Alright, next slide. <laughs> CBD oil. Uh, I was just talking about that. We currently sell it between ten to forty dollars a gram. That's wholesale versus retail. Completely different. We have different buyers. I have a storefront, so I'm able to, to sell stuff out of my storefront. I'm also a wholesaler, so I'm also able to sell stuff wholesale. Not everybody has that luxury. I just got blessed. Thank you, cannabis. And um, that's just, you know, that's your outlets, retail or wholesale. Those are the numbers you're working with. Pay attention to when you go and you do CBD extracts. You're going to lose the majority of your weight. <laughs> it just is what it is. A lot of the stuff in the plant is um, it's uh, fats, waxes, lipids, and terpenes. And when you take it down and you extract all of that, you're really just left with the concentrate itself. You know, and the concentrate itself is uh, going to, each time you distill it, it's going to lessen and lessen and concentrate and concentrate. That's how you have your CP isolate versus distillate versus crude oil. Crude is like an ethanol, CO2, butane, it's a base oil extract. Distillate is a more refined, it's through a rotovate, you get it's nice and gold. And then you got your CBD isolate, which is put through a flash chromatography process, which then single and solates its sole compound. So you have CBD or THC or CBN, you know, it just goes by sole compound versus being either all combined together or all with its fats, waxes, lipids, and terpenes, which actually help it bind to your system better. I wouldn't really take it if it weren't whole. That's just me. Everybody's body system is different, so it may or may not, you know, you may like to distillate a little bit better. But don't take isolate. Isolate really, it's really a waste of your money. It's a marketing scheme, in my opinion. Um, you know, when you see these 30 ml bottles with a thousand milligrams, don't buy it. You're wasting your money. You need more than one single sole compound in your body if you're going to be spending that much money. You know what I'm saying? It, it just is what it is. I mean, if you want to talk later about that, I could really go deep into it, but I'm not going to go that far right now because i gotta got to hurry up. <laughs> but if you want to know any more about that, I can just totally go into how CBD isolate is really amazing for topical use, but really you don't want to be taking it um, as a sole, just seamless, you know, sublingual or anything like that. It's just not as effective as you could be taking it if you took it with more compounds. Not that it's bad, not that you're not getting anything, it's just not as effective, so why would you do that? Still doesn't make sense. It's like take. It's like drinking, you know, purified water or not. I don't know. Anyways, um, these are these are the numbers for the isolate. It's a little bit different than uh, the whole plant isolate. For some reason, is not as expensive. Well, I know why. It's because one, it's one single salt compound, um, and then you're getting about fifty grand, ten to fifty grand an acre, just depending on who you're selling it to and whatnot like that. So that's the market of uh, or the market value of CBD. We talked about the market value of industrial hemp and and how you can localize with it. You know, so that's it. That's all I got for you. <laughs>
I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.